This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is March the 16th, 2021. Strong hand, long-term thinking. Fitting in is overrated. Be a unique beast. One day closer to an all-time high. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin five-digit realm. I'm offended by selling. Hey, compete, don't complain. We got a guy that's competing today. You have probably seen his billboard on social media. Robert Valentine is here. He is in the Netherlands. He is running for the Dutch House of Representatives, and he is a Bitcoin guy. So, Robert, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to be here. Yeah. Well, let, let's start off right. Uh, the election is tomorrow. So, yeah. people, people, this is going to be a good interview. If you want a Bitcoiner in the Dutch House of Representatives, retweet this now. Spread the word out there now to all your Dutch friends, to everyone, to just, just get it out there. Because it doesn't take much to win one seat in the House over there. It's a very small percentage they need. The elect, it seems to be like an Israeli, the way the Israelis do the election. It's about you, you vote for the uh, party, right? And and then, well, we, we, we can get into that in yeah, a second. Yeah, I'll explain. But, yeah, but we want to get into what what has been the feedback on this on this billboard and how did you why did you decide to do that? And <laughs> of all, all things, Bitcoin, you talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I came... Um, uh, uh, on the ID because of Boris van der Ven. He's uh, uh, a famous Bitcoin in the Netherlands, uh, host of the Bitcoin show and other shows in the Netherlands. Um, and he explained to me that there is something what I now call the Bitcoin to libertarianism funnel. He said, yeah, I was a Bitcoiner first. And after I was introduced to Bitcoin and I invested in it and then I started researching it, I became a libertarian. So I know Bitcoin already for a long time through the Libertarian Party. I've been a member of the Libertarian Party since 2013. Uh, I ran for office for on, on several occasions. And I know Bitcoin because of the party and the way because it's I, I believe it's libertarian in its core. So we decided and I decided to have a campaign focused on Bitcoiners. There are 400,000 Bitcoiners in the Netherlands. And I wanted to have something that stood out and that showed people that we embrace Bitcoin as a solution for a revolution, actually. You know, we need a system change. We are the only party that criticizes the system and doesn't want a change of puppets. And we want to have a fundamental change of the system. And Bitcoin can and blockchain can help us with that. So I want to have a campaign focused on that and well, everybody knows the laser eyes until 100K meme, and it's 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 famous the Bitcoin community. But I thought if I use it on a on a on a huge billboard of 13 by 10 meters, you have to do that in feet. I have no idea how many feet it is, but it's large. Um, then it will stand out, and people will notice. The Bitcoin community will notice, but also people who will think, "What's going on? This is a political sign with a guy with laser eyes? I've never seen that." So. It's sketchy and it worked. You know, we went we, we went viral with it, and uh, the Bitcoin community world, worldwide noticed it. So that's that's what's with the ID, and that's what happened. Well, and it says Bitcoin is the future on it, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So guys, check out the links below. Pound that like button. I have linked 
to Robert's Twitter to the actual the picture of the billboard. I actually used it as the thumbnail uh, for, for this video. And uh, the Libertarian Party is also linked to below. So tell us, tell us how the elections work and how many votes you really need. It's a small country, first of all. So, yeah. but per per percentage wise, to get one seat, yeah, you only need a, a few votes here. So that's why I'm telling you people, you put mm -hmm. this out there in the next 24 hours, it could, it could make a difference here. So spread Definitely. the word. 100%, yes. Especially like I said, we have a focus on Bitcoin. We're the only party who has a extensive Bitcoin uh, point in their program. Uh, and you, you only need 0.67% of total votes cast to get a seat in, in, in Parliament, in our House of Representatives. So that's, it depends on how many people show up, but that's between 50,000 and 70,000 votes. So definitely if people are watching and they push this in their community and they push this to people who can vote in the Netherlands, it can make a huge difference. Because, we, because one seat will give, will give us a platform to build upon for the next coming years. Uh, yeah, it, it's a small country and we need everybody to get on board with this. Well, I mean, to, to have a hardcore Bitcoiner, I mean, this is, if you go to your campaign site, it's, mm -hmm. it's one of the first things that's mentioned, one of your first yeah. things, uh, your, your big issues that you're concerned mm -hmm. about here. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what the, what, what's going on right now, there's a lot of uh, KYC nonsense over there. You want to yeah. reverse the draconian KYC AML regulations yeah. uh, and abolish the wealth tax on Bitcoin holdings. Definitely. That's, mm -hmm. that's pretty unfortunate that there's a wealth tax over there on Bitcoin holdings. It's making me grind my teeth. So yeah, <laughs> uh, tell me the state. I mean, there are a lot of people from the Netherlands, first of all, that are into Bitcoin. If Boris, who's been a guest on the show many times, mm -hmm. can have a, a, a Dutch speaking show, it's pretty big over there. Mm -hmm. uh, so. It, it, tell us uh, what the state of Bitcoin is in the Netherlands right now. And do you really think you can get this stuff reversed? Because it is draconian. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there's, there's 17 million people living in the Netherlands. And there's like almost half a million people who, who own Bitcoin. Um, so that's like, that's, that, 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 those are actually old figures. So um, one in 20 people own Bitcoin uh, in the Netherlands. And I think most of them will come to see what, you know, what Bitcoin and blockchain means and will, uh, will be attracted to the libertarian platform. And I believe it's, um, I'm not sure if you, I'm not sure what your political background is, but like as a libertarian, like agorism is one of the things that we focus on. We want to build a good alter alternative for the system there is. And blockchain is, the, is just that, you know, it gives, it gives an escape hatch to the central banking money scheme and I believe if we uh, promote this, it's already starting with promotion. If people see that this is an option, I already see other parties taking over our, our, our stance. So if we get elected where, with one of the key components of our campaign being, you know, the, the, the deregulation of, of Bitcoin and, uh, and stop taxing it, it will, it will show, it will, give an, it will give a good example to other parties. So just by getting elected, it already have a ripple effect to other parties in parliament. And when we're in parliament, of course, we will advocate for, for uh, reversing those, uh, those rules. And I think um, we will have a good chance doing that, yeah. You, you talk about other parties. The Pirate Party, is that, mm -hmm. is that still in existence? 
Yeah, it, it still runs. It's still here. Uh huh. Okay, so they talk a little bit about Bitcoin and maybe libertarian stuff also, right? Yeah, unfortunately, the of course, like the Pirate Party um, originated from a libertarian point of view, uh, libertarian philosophy. But in the Netherlands, they took a turn. Like they're still really keen on privacy and really keen on, uh, um, you know, digital freedom. But they started to move more towards a uh, socialist agenda. So that, yeah, no, that part I don't like. Yeah, that, that's unfortunate. And it's unfortunate. It's, it's another small party. It could take away votes from you. Mm -hmm. it, 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 yeah, that, but they, hey, compete. Don't complain. As I say, you're, you're getting it out exactly. here. You're, competition, but before, right? Competition. Yes, comp competition. Now, the, you, oh, continue. The, sorry. Yeah, the funny thing is, like, uh, the, there's a private party, where, but our system works like that. We have 13 parties in Parliament in, in the House of Representatives. You know, you have two in the United States, and and maybe uh, four competing seriously, but we have 13 in Parliament, and there's 37 parties competing. So that's like, you know, that, that's four, 24 new ones and private party is one of them and we're, of course, one of them. Uh, so it's, it's a crazy system out here. Yeah, from what I saw on Wikipedia, I, I linked to it below. Right now, your house, there is no small party that's in there that only has one seat, right? The, no, there's a party who has two seats, though. Oh, there's, there is. There's, okay. a, there's a few parties who have like two or three, four seats. And there's a lot of, there's also some people who, broke away from an existing party, took their seat with them and now are by themselves uh, and also running to get elected again this uh, this um, election. So yeah, there's, there's several parties with one or more seats. All right, this is good to know. Now, uh, what, what are some other, I, I noticed on the site, uh, you're, you're also, you also talked about the, uh, the virus, what your guys mm -hmm. uh, stand on the viruses. I think people want to hear about that a little bit also, a little bit of a beyond Bitcoin moment. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, of course, um, uh, since this all started in December 2019, I was amazed by how uh, my social media reacted to the way China was handling the virus, the coronavirus. And I think that um, most of the response comes from copying what happened in China instead of looking at the facts. So I was like already pushing back back then and getting a lot of heat about about because well china was doing it like this so it must be worse and uh i was i, I never understood it i always looked at facts and then one of the first things i read facts uh, a research from italy when it hit italy uh so that was almost a year ago 2020 in the beginning in, in the first quarter the research said most people who die in italy are 80 years on average and have multiple illnesses Half of them have three or more illnesses. I do not understand why we have this course worldwide, but we have to lock up healthy people for a few people who, who, who die from this virus, who are already, already in bad shape, you know, uh, who are overweight now also uh, seems to matter a lot. So as a libertarian, I, of course, I'm appalled by the way this, this crisis is being handled and I don't understand uh, um, that they took this course of action. We have a curfew right here. You, we, we cannot leave the house after nine o'clock or you get a fine. Uh, you know, we're not allowed to go to, all the stores are mandatory closed. All the cafes, restaurants are closed. It, it's crazy, it's crazy. We are bleeding money, like 700 million euros every week, I, I read somewhere. 
This is devastating for our economy, it's devastating for our welfare and well-being. And I think it should stop immediately and we should go back to our normal way of living. And people who are afraid of getting the virus and, and, and dying from it, they have the possibility to stay at home and to impose their own curfew and do not go to restaurants. But this will not help anybody. It, it, it's, it's devastating. And the financial implications still have to be, you know, dealt with in the future. Yeah, I, I, you, you are right on the money on this one. Everybody followed what China was doing. China, is, it's been a great victory for the authoritarians of China mm -hmm. uh, to spread their way all over the globe. And that mm -hmm. is sickening. And that is the against the way uh, of freedom-loving people. China mm -hmm. is, a, is the complete opposite of, of what freedom is. But mm -hmm. unfortunately, many have, because of fear, have adopted the Chinese model. Now, here in Florida, no, 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 no. That's not going on like that. So <laughs> pound that like button for Florida. Get rid of your darn curfew. I, I like what you're thinking there. And uh, keep speaking the truth about that. Uh, uh, very good. You're, you're right on the money with that. Now, you, you, there's a, a, your purchasing power here, you talk about on your site also. Mm -hmm. Lower taxes by 20%. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love it. I Less think. bureaucracy and unnecessary regulation. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we're here in the United States, we're printing money like crazy right now, and mm -hmm. uh, taxes are going to be raised. So uh, tell us about your, your, your tax stand a little bit. Yeah, so you have to understand how the taxes are over here, especially compared to Florida, but even any other state. Like I, I made a Twitter post a few years back because I looked into the, the state and, um, and federal tax burden in California and New York, well, the, the most socialist states you have. And I would dream to have their tax regime in the Netherlands. It's fucking amazing. Oh, excuse me. I, I to, it's amazing. It's amazing. I want that. Like, if we could have a combined tax, which does on like it was a hundred k dollars, which does not exceed twenty five percent, I am I'm stopping with politics. Like, I done my job here. We pay up to an amount of fifty percent our on our income, and twenty to twenty five percent on our profit. If you have a company, and if you have any money left to spend, you have to be. Uh, tax 21% on any goods you purchase, 10%, 9% on, on food. If you, if, you, if you manage, if you are a genius in this country and you are, you are able to save money, then if it goes up until a certain amount, you have to pay taxes. Then if you die, you're slapped again with more taxes. It does not stop. It never stops. So this 20% is like, is like on the low side. That's, that's like the least I want to do. I want to have like a tax-free income of 40,000 euros at least. I want to have a tax-free profit of 40,000 euros as well. And a, and a small flat tax uh, above that. I think um, it, it's just crazy. And there's so many rules. Like um, I like the World Bank uh, ease of doing business. It shows how good it is, how easy it is to, do, to start a business and to run a business in the country. And the Netherlands is always seen as you know, a classic liberal country, which is true in, in the beginning, in the history when it was started. But now it's the, bit, the largest party, um, like the conservatives, they, they changed their program this election run saying, yeah, the Netherlands is in, in essence a socialist country. So we want to have a large role, role for government. And 
Well, they're, they're not for deregulating and not for, for lowering taxes. And we're the only party who wants to make it easier for small and medium enterprises to, you know, to start a business or, or to run their business or to start a business. Uh, and because, of course, you know, this is how welfare is, is created. I mean, you can say a lot about China. I mean, they're, they're, they're authoritarian. But even they saw 30 years ago that by deregulating and allowing a little bit more free market into their country, that, you know, it... it um, it helped 300 million Chinese people to go from absolute poverty to middle class. You know, this is, this is something you cannot achieve with government programs, and people here do not understand that. Yeah, ease, ease of starting a business is very yeah. important, and China made it easier to, to start a business. So that's, uh, that's good for them, uh, and it's good. it would be great for the Netherlands if it became easier. Now, which, which party dominates right now the uh, House of Representatives? It's called the Pardon for, uh, 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 it's a VVD, uh, for the People's Party for Freedom and, uh, and, and Democracy. And they have 33 seats in Parliament of the 150 seats we have. And in the polls, they're also still um, having a high amount. So they will probably become the biggest party and uh, our Prime Minister will probably have another, another term. So, so they are they a leftist uh, party? Well, I, I, I often compare, you know, the Republican and Democrat Party to the Netherlands, and I say the Democrat Party is more right wing than our most right wing party who is in office now. So it's it, uh, you know our our Overton window is so much towards socialism. It's crazy. It's really crazy. What's the name of that dominant party again that you just said? The, uh, the, the Party for Freedom and uh, for People's Party for Freedom and Democracy. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like something out of North Korea. The People's Party for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it, yeah. It sounds like one of those. Um, very interesting. So you've got an interesting background too. Your dad is from Texas. You were telling me. Well, my, uh, I lived in Texas. My dad is from Arkansas. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow! Wow! So, so wait, were you born in the United States or? No, my dad was uh, in the military, in the Air Force, and he was stationed in here in the Netherlands and, and at an Air Force base. So that's how he, he met my mom. And they traveled around, or my mom actually followed my dad around, you know, when he was stationed at different places. I was, was always born in Turkey, uh, but my mom went back to the Netherlands before I was born. I was born in the Netherlands, and then we moved to Houston, Texas, uh, and I lived there a few years until we, uh, my, my parents got divorced and I moved back to the Netherlands with my mom. Well, you know, Houston of all the cities in America, that's very, it's easy to set up a business there compared mm -hmm. to, to many places. They, they, mm -hmm. You could have like a, a, a next to a church, you could have a, uh, I don't want to say the word, a, a place where women dance. The zoning there is uh, lax. From, it's, you, it's an interesting place. It's very spread out like LA, but it's, uh, it's Texas, Texas, everything's bigger in Texas. So you, that, that might have a, did that have an influence on you? Because they, they're a little libertarian over there in Texas. There's freedom. I think so. I'm not sure if it's something genetic or it's something I rolled into because, because I'm American. I was always interested in the United States. And as soon as I become more, you know, uh, politically uh, conscious, I started looking at American politics. And I never, one of the things I never understood, and I think also 9-11 had a role, you know, because that's something I was awakened from, hey, there's stuff going on around you where you have no influence on, which is bigger than you, which does impact your life and things what's going on in the world. You need to research this. 
so after I was made aware of, you know, th there's just stuff going on, politics going on uh, without me knowing it, I started looking at American politics. And one of the things I didn't understand at some point is that why the United States was, you know, um, helping so many countries around the world with their military. And I thought it was, I thought it was such a, such a, um, uh, uh, um, use of, of, of everything actually. And, and, and there was nobody really that I found who was addressing the fact that we, that, you know, the interventionist policies of the United States, except for one politician I came across, it was Ron Paul. And then I found Ron Paul. And after I met Ron Paul, I read his book, uh, Revolution in Manifesto. And after reading his book, a manifesto, I, I said, this is it. I believe this is, this is what I believe in. This is what I think is the most human thing you can do. And I want to get active into this, um, this field and, and in politics and effort, not, not, I think it, it still took a while before I became politically active, but I was already libertarian, you know, in, in, in mind. And then in 2013, I joined the Libertarian Party. I, I wondered, is there a Libertarian Party in the Netherlands? And there was, and, I, and then I joined them, and I've been with them ever since. And now, uh, how, and how long have you been in the Bitcoin for? Uh, I think it started also around the same time. So in 2013 and 2014, um, I, like the, I, I just had a talk with someone from the chapter of Amsterdam. I live in Amsterdam, and I said, "Do you remember that our our, our chairman of uh, of Amsterdam was really um, uh, enthusiastic about the fact that Bitcoin hit a hundred euros?" And the, like I said, a lot of people in the libertarian movement have been into Bitcoin and blockchain since since the early days because they understood what it what it was. And I have to admit, I did not back then. I heard the story. I did not read the, the white paper and I thought, hmm, okay, interesting. And, uh, but I had to be exposed to the concept a lot of times before I thought, hey, I, I now see what this is and what's going on. Uh, and uh, to be honest, that's still, that's still uh, a learning curve. I'm still, uh, especially the last two years, have been diving in more into it. So, the, the the implications, the ramifications of what, what Bitcoin will do, you know, I think it's totally clear to me now, but it, 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 it was a, a process from which, you know, from eight years. And now I'm getting everybody in my environment to invest in Bitcoin. Like my girlfriend started and she started like a half year ago. And yeah, and she's getting a lot of people into it. it it's, it's crazy. Well, I hope you have a strong hand and have been holding on to that Bitcoin and haven't tried to do anything crazy with it. Like so many people have regrets that they, they had it early on and they got rid of it, mm. traded it, traded it for some altcoin. Uh, and are you are you a pure Bitcoin guy or do you care about no. the uh, uh, others? No, I actually that's something that's like that the, the process I'm in uh, had also to do with that and seeing the value of Bitcoin compared to altcoins. Uh, that's something that's really, really new to me, actually. That, that's something that started like with, somewhere in, within the last year. So, yeah, I also do hold other, other coins. And I think um, Boris said, you can, you can hold other coins, but it's gambling. And I, I, I think that's true, but I like to gamble. So, you know, we see what happened with those ones. And, but I, I, I believe the fundamentals of Bitcoin, you know, uh, up front at first. Now, now you're number one on the list on the libertarian candidate list. You're mm -hmm. if you only get one seat, you get in. Yeah. Now these other guys on your list and, and women on your list, they're mm -hmm. women and men on your list. Are they in the Bitcoin also? 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, actually, one of uh, one of the guys who really get, got me going with this is on the list as well, and he's been into. Um, well, to be honest, he he he's more of alt corner. Like he's not really a bitcoin. Oh. Um, um, but there's several people who who have a hedging strategy. You know, real estate, bitcoin, gold, and silver. That that's kind of the thing. Yeah. Well, I, I want to go back to your billboard real quick. It, mm -hmm. it, you saw it all over Twitter. Everybody's retweeting it and everything. Uh, people were, were very proud of it, to say, to say the least. Mm -hmm. Did you get any, any Americans like me try to reach out to you to interview you or anything like that? Uh, no, not for interviews. I've been interviewed in, in Dutch Bitcoin magazines. Uh, um, it actually came online today. And I saw some real big uh, uh, you know, Twitter accounts into the Bitcoin community retweeting and tweeting it. Uh, but you're the, no, you're the first one. Yeah, see, and this is, this is the thing. This is the thing about the uh, the cryptocurrency space, the English speaking cryptocurrency space. Okay, uh, and, and it's pathetic. It's what I'm about to say is pathetic. You are trying to make a, a huge difference over there in a very modern country. Okay, everyone's retweeting you, but no one's reaching out to you to, to put you on their YouTube channel because they'd rather talk about some the, the altcoin flavor of the month or have some stripper on talk about uh, <laughs> some, some ICO or. Or, or, or whatever. It's the most mindless stuff out there. This is this is a unique beast, everyone. Okay, they, we are using our heads here. This is best guest in the freaking space. You get on this channel, okay? You get real stories that nobody else is talking about. This should be on the cover of freaking CoinDesk right now, and on the cover of Coin Telegraph right now. That this because it doesn't take much to get into this into this House of Representatives. It takes so little, 0.67% uh, that is unbelievable, that is so unbelievable. So any bit of coverage could make a big difference. And yet, this is what you get. You get onto the Bitcoin Meister Show, which is great, but we're 24 hours before the election and everything. So I, I'm, I'm disappointed in the, I'm, I'm constantly disappointed in the cryptocurrency media and the people who are just slaves to the freaking YouTube algorithm that are just going to talk about what, with what whatever is popular. So dudes out there who are actually watching this, who are using their brains, spread the word out there. And uh, dude, you keep on doing what you're doing, no matter what happens in this election. Uh, if there's uh, do it again in the next election, keep on or get other people to keep on carrying it on in your libertarian party. I'm. It's it's just a great. Uh, it's great to know that in, in a party out there, Bitcoin is a huge part of it. I'm not a big, big political guy, but if, hey, if they're going to be promoting Bitcoin, then, hey, what the heck? I wish in America we could have uh, Bitcoin be as big of a part of uh, political parties, what, what they say that it is for you. So uh, anything else you want to say about the election, about the Libertarian Party, about Bitcoin, anything? The floor is yours. No, I, I'm grateful for for being on here, and, and I love your energy. And I think there, there's, um, I think we have a lot of reason to be positive. You know, Bitcoin will will break the system uh, and will give us an alternative we can we can really bank on. And yeah, I love every support that we get from Bitcoin libertarians worldwide because if we can create an example in the Netherlands of a party running on this platform and getting elected. Like I said, it will spread in the Netherlands, but not only in the Netherlands, it will spread worldwide. We will keep on pushing this Bitcoin message. I believe in this Bitcoin to libertarianism funnel. I'm on a, I'm on a fan that flame. 
So more people get into Bitcoin and more people go into libertarianism as a, as a consequence. And yeah, but I, I believe we're on the winning side. Whatever happens, we are on the winning side and we will keep on pushing this message. I had some calls today with some of the party members and yesterday uh, night and they were all psyched about what we achieved and all the attention we got this election. He said, we will, whatever happens, we will push through. You know, and we will start, we will keep on spreading this message. And yeah, it's, um, it's a strange times we live in. I think nobody would have expected this to happen uh, um, a year ago. I saw my worst nightmare unfold and it's not ending yet. So I will definitely not stop uh, um, um, fighting this, you know, authoritarian state where we live in. And uh, I, hope, I hope everybody, you know, you, you already define the system by buying and holding Bitcoin. So I hope everybody does that. I hope everybody who, who likes us votes for us. And yeah, let's, let's keep on building this coalition. And thank you for having me on the show. I love it. Well, Robert's got some conviction out there. I've got some conviction. Everybody out there, pound that like button. Spread the word. It, it, everyone talks about a spark. This could be the spark of something big. He is in motion. You got to you got to put yourself out there. So I, I give you all the credit in the world for putting yourself out there. You're not complain, complaining. You're competing. There's so many people in libertarian circles. All they do is complain, blah, blah, blah. It's all theoretical. You're, you're putting it out there. So dudes, help him out. Spread the word. Uh, that's it, everybody. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Everything that we talked about is linked to below. You want to see his, his site, follow him on Twitter, everything. You see the billboard. It's all linked to below, so check that out. Pound that like button, everybody, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks a lot, Robert and everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. All right.